Everyone contributes as the New York Rangers run the Pittsburgh Penguins out of Madison Square Garden and defeat them by a final score of 6 to nothing. Just an absolute beatdown. Igor Shesterkin continues to look like the reigning Vesna winner. We're going to break down his big 33-save uh, shutout in just a second here. Uh, the New York Rangers continue to get contributions up and down the lineup. The penalty kill seems to be back at the top of its game. We're going to talk about all this and more on today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 787 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And, you know, we're getting down the home stretch in the season here. Obviously, you want to see the Rangers begin to fire on all cylinders heading into the playoffs, which it certainly looks like the Rangers are going to be a part of. I never like to jump the gun with that kind of stuff. You got to earn your spot uh, this year, just like every other year. And, you know, obviously it's not over until it's over, but the Rangers obviously playing great hockey. They put themselves in a great position in terms of eventually qualifying for the Stanley Cup playoffs here. So you're looking to fine-tune a couple of things. You're looking for, like I said, this team to start firing on all cylinders and, uh, you know, getting contributions from a lot of different sources. And on that same, you know, topic, you're also looking for the Rangers to deal uh, a tough blow to the Pittsburgh Penguins because obviously the Penguins and Rangers, there's no love lost between the players. There's no love lost between the fan bases. And... You've got an excellent opportunity here if you're the Rangers to, uh, like I said, deal uh, a pretty devastating blow. I mean, it, it's not going to like take the Penguins out of the playoffs for sure, but uh, the Penguins, they're one of the fringe playoff teams, one of the bubble teams right now. They could really use some points, and the Rangers don't allow the Penguins to get a single point uh, in either of their last two games. The Penguins have now lost three in a row, the last two of which occurred in Madison Square Garden against the New York Rangers. So two birds with one stone, Rangers getting everything rolling and uh, dealing, like I said, a tough blow uh, to what I would say say is their biggest rival uh, in the NHL right now. And uh, in a roundabout way, and I mentioned this in our last episode, I would say that the Rangers have now taken the season series from the Pittsburgh Penguins. I realize that both teams uh, won twice, but one of the Ranger losses against the Penguins was an overtime. Rangers got a point for that. Rangers got five points against the Penguins this year. Penguins got four points against the Rangers. So in a roundabout way, I would say that the Rangers uh, took the season series from their bitter rivals. But I can't go a second longer in today's episode without talking about Igor Sesterkin. He was at the top of his game. And, you know, it's been a little bit of a grind for the Rangers recently. The, the schedule's been really dense this month and feels like the Rangers are playing just about every day. And, I mean, I'm not going to argue about that because, you know, I love watching Ranger hockey and I love doing this podcast. But Igor Shesterkin playing for the third time in five days, uh, and he will get spelled by Yaroslav Halak a little bit later tonight. The Rangers going to be taking on the Nashville Predators, and uh, predictably, Yaroslav Halak going to be between the pipes for that game. But it was Igor against Tristan Jerry once again. That was the same matchup we saw on Thursday. But whereas Thursday night's game was something of a goalie duel, and I, I thought both goalies were on top of their game, uh, Tristan Jerry just didn't have it. And honestly, I wouldn't even put it all on him. It's not like he was giving up soft goals left and right, but uh, the Rangers just overwhelmed him. And obviously, Igor Shesterkin clearly outshined uh, the Pittsburgh netminder after the two of them kind of went toe-to-toe for a good chunk of the game on Thursday. But Igor was on top of his game right from the opening face-off. I want to go through some of his best saves from the night. And I thought maybe... 
Uh, this wasn't necessarily his best save, just in terms of how difficult it was, but maybe the most important save that Igor Shosturkin made was in the first minute or two of this game. Uh, Archibald received a centering pass, really nice pad save by Igor Shosturkin on the doorstep there. It was still scoreless when this happened. A little bit of a tone setter from Igor Shosturkin. You could tell he was sharp. You could tell he had his reflexes, and you could tell that he was going to have uh, another really good performance for the New York Rangers. And, you know, Igor at times has struggled this season. He's gone through, a, you know, a slump here and a slump there, but... Uh, uh, I, I think we're getting back to the point as Ranger fans where you see a performance like this and really just how he's played recently and you just say like, yeah, Igor's back to being Igor. You know, it, it'd be way more of a surprise to see him let in a soft goal right now than it is to see him make a spectacular save. And, and this was not a spectacular save, but it was a really, really good save on the doorstep, kicked out his left pad, made the stop and, uh, you know, prevented the Penguins from getting an early lead. And I've talked about this uh, in the past on this podcast, but, you know, you never know how an early goal if that goes in there and the Penguins score and they go up one nothing, you never know how that's going to impact the game. Now, the way the Rangers played in this one, I like to think that they probably still go on to a 6-1 to win, uh, but you never know. Maybe the Penguins score that early goal and they're feeling good. They get a little jump in their game. Rangers get back on their heels a little bit, whatever the case might be, and maybe the game unfolds a little bit differently than it did. But Igor with a really important early save uh, against Archibald there. Then you had a situation where... Igor was actually mixing it up a little bit with Zucker, a uh, situation where Zucker was in the crease, you know, fighting with, I believe it was Schneider for position. He ends up falling on top of Igor Shesterkin. Play eventually is halted. And, uh, you know, Igor gave Zucker a pretty good shot. I don't think Zucker really did anything wrong here. Like I said, he was in the crease just kind of fighting for position. But, you know, goalies, they're, they're going to defend themselves and they don't like being fallen on when they're down on the ice on the crease. Um, so... You know, Igor got up. He stood up for himself. There was a good skirmish between the Rangers and Penguins. You knew it was only a matter of time, and this was kind of par for the course for the rest of this game. There were a couple of fisticuffs, no actual fights, but a lot of skirmishes, a lot of get-togethers, a lot of scrums uh, after some play stoppages in this game. Uh, the other thing that I found kind of interesting during this scrum, the one that, you know, involved Igor and Zucker and pretty much everybody on the ice, uh, Mikola was tied up with Brian Rust. And one of the funny things that I've kind of noticed about Mikola, anytime there's a scrum, I mean, he's obviously a really big guy, very tall, has got, you know, tremendous reach. I've noticed where he'll do this uh, on more than one occasion. It's like he'll reach out and he'll kind of just grab them with one hand. You know, he'll kind of grab them like around the collar or like the, the shoulder, you know, area. And he'll kind of just hold them off. Like he doesn't really... He, he's not overly aggressive, but he basically just, with one hand, is able to, like, keep somebody at bay, you know, during a scrum. I've noticed that about Mikola. There's been a couple instances where I've seen him do that, and uh, I'm just kind of amused by that entire situation. He just towers over everybody out there and uh, obviously uses it to his advantage during scrums. Uh, but getting back to Igor here, I want to move to the second period. This is a great save uh, on a breakaway. He had a steal by O'Connor. Uh, Fox couldn't handle a, a bouncing puck, and it, it went over his stick, and just like that, O'Connor's got, you know, a short breakaway pretty much out of nowhere, uh, but just an awesome glove save by Igor Shesterkin. The shift right after this, he comes up with a, a great point-blank blocker save. Igor was moving to his left on the play, reached back out to his right, got a piece of it with his blocker, steered it aside, uh, and then moving to the third period, we had Igor making a stop against Sidney Crosby on the doorstep, made a fantastic left skate save, you know, full extension, kicking out his left pad, great stop there. And then uh, right after this, I would say his best save of the game, it wasn't really his most important save of the game, because by this point it's 6 nothing, and you know the Rangers are well on their way to a win. But as far as like, you know, that's got to be on top 10 plays of the night, top 10 plays of the week, uh, whatever it might be, uh, th this was the one. Uh, Granlin had a chance from in deep, 
and Igor came, you know, sliding up in his crease and kind of went down to the ice and then lifted both of his legs into the air, got his skate on it, and deflected the puck out of harm's way. Just a fantastic save by Igor Shosturkin. I would say the only thing that Igor Shosturkin did wrong, uh, the only hiccup that he had in this entire game was actually uh, when he took a delay of game penalty. And again, I think we can give Igor Shosturkin a little bit of a break based on, you know, how he played in this game, the kind of saves that he made. Um, but then even on that power play that the Penguins got, uh, the Penguins, you know, got a breakaway, a partial breakaway, and Igor went down and made a poke a poke check, knocked the puck away from the, from his guy, and, um, you know, obviously kept his shutout intact. But he was just fantastic. We had loud Igor chance early in the game when he made a couple of nice saves. We had loud Igor chance in the final minute of the game when the Rangers were kind of winding everything down there and were obviously well on their way to a victory. But you know, I mentioned this a second ago. I mentioned this in recent episodes. This is the Igor Shosturkin that the New York Rangers need to get in the Stanley Cup playoffs because, yeah, the Rangers had a really exciting trade deadline. Uh, they added some incredible pieces to a team that was already very, very good and already a team that looked like it could be a Stanley Cup contender, uh, namely Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tarasenko. But, you know, Tyler Mott and Nico Mikola uh, proven to be nice pickups as well. And now you go into the playoffs with hopefully Igor Shosturkin, the reigning Vesna winner, uh, playing like the reigning Vesna winner. Igor, as Igor goes, the Rangers are going to go. And, and I think that, you know, obviously if he can get back to anywhere near the level that we saw from him last year, the Rangers are going to be in really, really good shape uh, come playoff time. The Rangers with Igor Shosturkin, going into any playoff series against any team in this league, you should never feel like the Rangers are at a disadvantage when it comes to goaltending. And that was the case for about 15 years or however long it was with Henrik Lundqvist. So it's not lost on me how spoiled we are as Ranger fans. I've mentioned that in the past as well. But yeah, with Henrik Lundqvist for all those years and now with uh, Igor Shosturkin for last year and this year and hopefully for many years going forward, uh, you're in a situation where as a Ranger fan, you should always feel in a playoff series like, you know what, we got the e we got the edge, excuse me, uh, in this playoff series because Igor Shosturkin is better than whatever goalie that, uh, you know, any other team can throw out there. No disrespect to any of the other goalies in this league. There's a lot of really, really good ones, but uh, I always feel like, you know, with, with Lundqvist back in the day and now with Igor Shosturkin, uh, the Rangers should, and in pretty much every case will, have the advantage when it comes to goaltending. So could not be happier about the performance that Igor Shosturkin had in this game. He seems to be uh, really uh, finding his A game and uh, not a moment too soon because we're coming down the, the you know, the home stretch here and heading into the playoffs. And like I said, that's when you want everything to really be clicking. And that's especially true uh, when it comes to your goaltending. Uh, but we're going to keep everything rolling in just a second here. I want to go ahead and break down all the goals that the Rangers scored in this game. There were some just beautiful highlight reel goals, just some unreal passing. I want to talk about all that. I uh, want to get into some of the fisticuffs that occurred in this game as well. A whole bunch of other stuff as well. And we're going to do all that fun stuff in just a second. But first, got to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great, and I wanted to see what all the hype was about. Now I've been on it for about 10 months or so, and I love it because it doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. 
AG1 is lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it costs you less than $3 a day, you're investing in your health, and it is cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And as I mentioned just a second ago, I want to break down all the goals that the Rangers score in this game because it's just a really fun game to watch. Like I said, highlight real goals, uh, scoring from pretty much every angle on the ice and pretty much everybody uh, getting involved. Uh, so to start with, you know, the Rangers take another early lead as they did in Thursday's game against the Penguins. Took them a little bit longer in this one, but, you know, again, we won't hold that against them. Uh, you got Truba playing the puck toward the net. Mika finds a loose puck, you know, kind of uh, at the top of the crease there, just backhands it home into the twine. Uh, the Rangers were working really hard on this shift to, to keep control of the puck. Uh, you had Mika, Miller, Panarin, they all had a hand in it. They all had a hand in keeping this offensive zone possession alive for the New York Rangers. And then you've got Truba putting it toward the net. Joseph blocked it, but Mika found it there in his skates and buried it with a backhand shot, one to nothing. Then, a little bit later in the first period, really bad hit by Evgeny Malkin. Uh, he got Schneider from behind, just a blatant boarding uh, situation here. Sends him face first into the boards. And the thing I love here, though, is uh, Ben Harper. And I've talked about this in the past. That guy goes out of his way to stand up uh, for his teammates. And I know there's Ranger fans that weren't happy about the two-year extension uh, given to Ben Harper. Why are you you know, re-signing a guy who had to have, you know, a PTO just to make your AHL team because Ben Harper's earned it. Ben Harper's done a nice job for the Rangers this season. And, you know, that two-year extension, it's basically at the league minimum. And on top of that, you're doing that with the idea that he will probably end up being your seventh defenseman and somebody that you can feel pretty good about plugging into the lineup. He's done a nice job this year. There's nothing flashy. There's nothing fancy, but he's done a nice job and uh, always, always, always stands up for his teammates. He really went after Evgeny Malkin here. And then, you know, Harper gets a roughing penalty, as does Evgeny Malkin. So Malkin gets the boarding penalty as well as the roughing. Uh, Harper just gets two uh, for roughing. And then the Rangers are on the power play. And... You know, you always want to score on the power play, but it's a little bit different when you see something like this. When Evgeny Malkin blatantly hits Braden Schneider from behind, he can see his numbers, sends him face first into the corner boards there. Uh, you know, borderline dirty hit. Let's just call it like it is. And when that happens, that's when you really, really want to score on the power play. You want to score on a situation like this more so than like, you know, a hooking penalty or whatever the case might be, you know, just kind of a mundane penalty. Uh, but, you know, you see something like this happen. It's like, man, let's make them pay. It's late in the first period. Let's get a goal right before the intermission here. Let's kind of uh, send a message that, you know, it's not going to be your night to the Pittsburgh Penguins here. And that's, of course, what the Rangers do. Uh, they're on the power play. Panarin, which is a brilliant shot. He scores short side 
from the left face-off circle. Excellent wrist shot. There were only 10 seconds left in the first period. You've got, you know, Vincent Trocek applying all kinds of pressure and basically forced the Penguins into a turnover. They tried to clear the puck, but pressure from Trocek did not allow them to do that. And you've got Adam Fox, uh, you know, collecting the puck right in front of the blue line there. He passes over to Panarin. Panarin's got some room, so he takes advantage of it, starts to move toward the Penguin net a little bit. And like I said, just, you know, snapped off a quick wrist shot there, scores on the short side, just 10 seconds left in the first period, just like that, the Rangers up two to nothing. We move now to the second period. And I really thought uh, for this third goal that the Rangers scored, I really thought the Penguins were offside and the linesman just missed it. So, you know, I was thinking, like, if the Penguins score here, I hope the Rangers pick up on this because they're going to want to review it and they'll probably get it overturned. But it, as it turns out, kind of worked to the Rangers' advantage because uh, they get a three-on-one the other way after Sidney Crosby pinched, kind of an ill-advised pinch there by Crosby. Uh, you've got Keandre Miller leading Mika Zibanejad into the attacking zone, and Mika's right up the center of the ice. He's got Panarin to his left. He's got Tarasenko uh, to his right. He passes to Tarasenko, you know, on the right side there. Tarasenko gains the blue line. Tarasenko passes back to Mika Zibanejad. Mika passes back to Vladimir Tarasenko, and Tarasenko scores uh, from the right face-off circle there, and just like that, it's three to nothing in favor of the New York Rangers. And something that I like about this, I mentioned a second ago Crosby pinched, and uh, Keandre Miller got the puck past him and set the whole play in motion. In the most recent game, the Thursday night game between the Rangers and Penguins, uh, Crosby kind of got Miller because he forced him into a turnover and it led to a Penguin goal. And, you know, watching Rangers-Penguins the last couple of years has been kind of a, an interesting side rivalry between Crosby and Miller. So, yeah, Crosby, you know, kind of baited Miller a little bit. Miller tried to pass the puck back behind the Ranger net. This is in the Thursday game. And Crosby took it away, passed out in front, led to a Penguin goal. Nice to see Miller kind of get payback here. You know, Crosby tried to pinch and Miller made him pay for it. Miller burned him and, uh, you know, sent the Rangers on their way on a three-on-one. And then, uh, of course, you got Mika Zibanejad and Vladimir Tarasenko taking care of the rest. And just like that, Rangers up three and nothing. They weren't done there, obviously, not by a long shot. Uh, You've got a goal by who got this one Chris Kreider he's got he gets a tipping goal to make it four nothing for the Rangers uh he carries it out of the Rangers zone does Chris Kreider passes over to Vincent Trocek on the right side uh Trocek centers to his left to Patrick Kane Patrick Kane keeps it moving he passes to his left to Kreider Kreider with the tipping goal just like that four nothing Rangers and you know Kreider's been hot lately that's good to see as well especially as we once again continue our march to the playoffs here and that was uh the knockout blow as far as Tristan Jerry was concerned he was out of the game Casey DeSmith came in and it wasn't as loud as the Igor chants that we heard in this game, but there were some of those mocking, you know, Jerry chants by the New York Ranger fans. Good. You know what? Every time the Rangers go to Pittsburgh, you have to hear those, you know, mocking Igor chants that the Penguins fans do. And hey, I mean, that's fair game. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to chant whatever you want at these games. Um, but nice to see the Ranger fans kind of throw it back at the Penguins here. They should have been doing it earlier in the game, but I guess it didn't really matter because clearly, you know, the Rangers were scoring goals uh, regardless. But that was kind of fun to see, see the Ranger fans kind of turn it around on the Penguins there. Uh, but then, you know, they make it 5 to nothing a little bit later in the second period. I think this is the first shot that Casey DeSmith uh, faced after coming into the game. And Jacob Truba greets him warmly by shooting the puck off of DeSmith's face and into the net. Truba took a shot from a really tough angle uh, in the right face-off circle there. Hit DeSmith right in the uh, face mask, went into the net. 5 to nothing for the Rangers. And Jacob Truba, you know, he's kind of been contributing a little bit more offensively recently. He's up to 26 points. And it's funny because, you know, we talk about uh, secondary scoring sometimes. And I I think whenever we mention the term secondary scoring, we're kind of looking for 
you know, players like, I think the kid line comes to mind more than anybody else. You know, Kako and Hedl, they've both been quiet recently. Uh, Lafreniere, you could maybe even throw guys like VZ and Goodrow in there in terms of secondary scoring for this Ranger team. But hey, you know what? Why not Jacob Truba? Jacob Truba, his last season with the Winnipeg Jets, had 50 points. Uh, 42 assists. Now, a lot of that, of course, is because he was the quarterback of their top power play unit, and he's not going to do that with the Rangers because we got this guy named Adam Fox who's pretty good. But yeah, man, I mean, Truba, he can shoot the puck a little bit, and he can make things happen offensively, and uh, there's no reason why he can't continue to do that down the stretch here. You think Jacob Truba, you think old school hockey, you think, you know, big hits and toughness and grit and all those fun things, but I mean, he can contribute offensively as well, and it's nice to see him do that uh, as of late. So one left here. It's 5 nothing Rangers at this point. And this one was arguably uh, the most beautiful goal that the Rangers scored on the night. Uh, you've got a behind-the-back pass. You know, Hedl's behind the net. He comes out in front, makes a behind-the-back pass to Patrick Kane on the other side. As soon as Kane had the puck here, you could see what was going to happen because Kane's got the puck. He's in a, a spot where he can certainly shoot if he wants to, but basically the entire Penguin team kind of converged on Kane. You know, everybody kind of moved over to him to try to break up the play, get the puck away from him, block the shot, do whatever you can do at that point. But you could also see, you know, watching this on TV, that Panarin was wide open on the other side of the net and that nobody on the Penguins was picking him up. And Kane obviously saw him pass across the top of the crease to Artemi Panarin, and uh, Panarin's not going to have uh, a much easier goal than this one to score. So he puts it in the net, 6 to nothing Rangers. That was, of course, the final score. No goals in the third period, but I think at that point, you know, you're kind of looking to just play defense and uh, get out of there healthy and all that good stuff. But... Yeah, we're going to keep everything rolling in just a second here. I certainly want to uh, talk about a couple of the fisticuffs in this game. I mean, nothing too, too nasty, nothing that crossed the line, save for maybe the situation where Malkin boarded uh, Braden Schneider. Nothing else I thought crossed the line either way, but we'll talk a little bit about that. A couple of odds and ends as well. I want to talk about the Ranger matchup against the Nashville Predators. Uh, that will be happening a little bit later tonight on Sunday night here, and uh, we're going to do all that fun stuff in just a second. But first, we got to let everybody know, the today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you gotta try a Bilt Bar. What makes Bilt Bars so good? For starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Bilt does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Bilt Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hip flavors, brownie batter, and churro, and you can thank us later. All right, so let's go ahead, keep everything rolling here. Talk about some of the fisticuffs in this game. We already talked about the confrontation between uh, Igor Shosturkin and Jason Zucker. We already talked about what happened with uh, Evgeny Malkin. You know, questionable hit at best. I'm probably being generous just calling that questionable on Braden Schneider uh, in the corner there. We also had another scrum behind the Ranger net. Trocek ended up getting called for roughing here. Um, then there was a situation. I wanted to talk about this one. This happened a little bit later in the game. Um, you know, Rangers are up 6-0 at this point. Kidline is on the ice. Capo Caco's got the puck. He's in the Pittsburgh zone, you know, kind of near the blue line. 
We're getting to under 10 seconds remaining. I think at this point, you know, Kako looked pretty disengaged from the play. It looked like he just wanted to kind of skate around in a circle, run out the clock, just get out of there. You know, the game's over. You've got the win. And, uh, you know, everybody's feeling good as far as the New York Rangers are concerned. Um, and you had Archibald kind of going after Kako a little bit, you know, kind of whacking him with his stick a little bit. Now, look, Archibald, he's within his right to keep defending and to keep playing hard until the final buzzer. So I get that. Um, and I'm sure probably the last thing he wants, I'm sure it was a frustrating game for the Pittsburgh Penguins. So that being the case, I'm sure the last thing he wants is to, uh, you know, give up another goal there at the buzzer. But again, Kako looked like he had no interest in really, uh, you know, putting the puck at the net or trying to set anybody else up for a goal. He just wanted to run out the clock. He eventually dumped the puck. But what I love here is that, you know, again, Archibald was kind of whacking Kako with his stick a couple of times. And, you get the final buzzer, and then you've got Lafreniere going after Archibald. Great job by Lafreniere, sticking up for his teammate there. He's another Ranger that, you know, he'll always do that. He'll always out, watch out for his guys out there. He'll always mix it up. He'll get into a fight every once in a while. You know, Lafreniere, you know, coming into the league, you, you heard about all the skill, and this guy's a generational talent and all this stuff, but, you know, he's got some grit to his game as well, and I, I liked him going after Archibald at the very end here. And then you get kind of a mini version of what happened last year. If you guys remember, the last regular season matchup, uh, between the Rangers and Penguins last year, he had a situation where the Rangers won the game three to nothing, and the Penguins basically just went into attack mode in the final minute. You know, they they had Kreider down on the ice, and there was a huge, huge standoff uh, between both teams at the end of the game at the red line. This one wasn't quite as intense; didn't look like it was quite as much of a powder keg as the one we saw last year. But again, a little bit of a standoff between both teams uh, at the very end of this game, and unfortunately, uh, rather. Uh, nothing ended up happening. Nothing really came of that. But uh, yeah, no love lost between these two teams. And uh, if they meet again, it's going to be in the playoffs. And both teams still have to uh, qualify for the playoffs. Penguins, for sure. I mean, they're they're kind of a bubble team right now. Um, and as as far as, you know, how it would work out, I, I'm almost positive. You know, if the Penguins come in fifth place in the Metro, but they get the second wild card spot, then I, I think that sends them, you know, to the other division as far as the playoff matchups are concerned. I think they'd be up against the Bruins in the first round. So if the Rangers and Penguins were to meet, it would be all the way in the Eastern Conference Final. Never say never. You know, crazier things have definitely happened. Um, but unless they meet in the playoffs, that, that's it for Rangers-Penguins uh, this season. So a couple of other things, a couple of odds and ends I wanted to talk about here before we call it a day. Rangers, as I mentioned, they play the Nashville Predators tonight. It's another very desperate team. The Predators right now are in 10th place in the Western Conference. They are five points behind the Winnipeg Jets. The Winnipeg Jets currently hold the final wildcard spot in the Western Conference. The Predators, however, do have three games in hand on the Winnipeg Jets. So technically, the Predators do control their own destiny as far as the playoffs are concerned. But regardless, uh, you got to figure it's going to be another desperate team, uh, another team that's going to give the Rangers all that they have. Rangers have played the Penguins uh, twice in the last three days before today. You got to avoid a letdown here. You got to avoid, you know, just kind of being a little sluggish, playing on the second game of a back-to-back, uh, going with your backup goalie. Don't come out flat in this game because the Predators are, are going to be desperate for a win. Uh, that is for sure. But as for the Rangers and their place in the standings, uh, you know, for a while there, everybody was just kind of assuming, well, Rangers are going to be in third place. Don't look now. The Rangers are only five points behind the New Jersey Devils for second place in the Metro Division. They are eight points behind the Carolina Hurricanes. And there's enough games left that they could still catch one or both of those teams if they play well enough down the stretch. Like I said, never say never when it comes to you know, playoff standings and just kind of assuming that they're locked into this spot or that spot. 
those things can still change. Uh, it's also worth pointing out, uh, as far as the standings in the Metro are concerned, the Canes do have one game in hand on both the Rangers and the Devils. But again, Rangers just five points behind the Devils, eight points behind the Carolina Hurricanes. And if I'm not mistaken, the Rangers, yeah, they, they, they play the Devils one more time. So if the Rangers win that game in regulation, then they're only three points behind. And, and you know, it gets very interesting there as far as the Rangers potentially catching the Devils in the standings. Uh, what else did I want to talk about here? We had a lot of players on the New York Rangers with multiple points, and obviously I went through the goals, so we have an idea of uh, you know who those players were. And obviously, if you watch this game, uh, you, you certainly have an idea of you know who who was kind of stuffing the score sheet for the New York Rangers. But it was just so nice to see uh, you know this this team that made all these big moves, bringing Tarasenko, bringing Kane. It was just so nice to see uh, guys contributing up and down the lineup here. Artemi Panarin with two goals. Uh, you had Patrick Kane with two assists, Vladimir Tarasenko with one goal, one assist, Mika Zibanejad with a goal and two assists, uh, Trubo with a goal and an assist, and Ke'Andre Miller with two assists. The the only guys that are kind of missing in action right now as far as offense is concerned, and as far as guys that you expect offense from, we're not really going to count the fourth line too much here, but it's the kid line. You know, they haven't really uh, had, it sh- had too much to show for for their efforts in the last couple of games. Kako and Heal are both in uh, pretty long scoring droughts. Uh, for the Rangers. There was a situation late in this game where the Rangers had the power play and Kako looked like he was in a good spot to to shoot and tried to pass. And I'm watching this. I'm like, man, just shoot. Like you need a goal. D- don't worry about being selfish. We're up five, nothing or six, nothing or wh- whatever the score was at that point in the game. Just put the puck at the net and uh, take, take your chances. And maybe you get one past, uh, you know, either Jari or, or DeSmith, whoever it was uh, in the crease at that point in the game. But obviously the Penguins were not getting stellar goaltending. Try to test them. Try to get one by them. Uh, one other thing. This is my favorite stat from this entire game. Nico Mikola was the only New York Ranger to not get time on the power play. And that's how you know that you know, you're winning in a blowout. Because one thing that Gerard Gallant does that I really like is if the Rangers are up big or, or not even necessarily up big, but up by like three or four goals uh, and it's kind of late in the game, um, he'll put his non, you know, big time scoring threats uh, onto the power play and give them a couple of shifts. We saw Barclay Goodrow get on the power play and take two penalties while he was on the power play. So that was unfortunate. But, you know, VZ was out there. Tyler Mock got some time on the power play. And like I said, every single New York Ranger on this team, save for Nico Mikola, got at least some time uh, on the power play in this game. Something else that I love from this game, Penguins went 0 for 5 on the power play. And the Ranger penalty kill has now killed off 22 of the last 24 penalties that it's faced. It wasn't that long ago when this unit was struggling. It felt like the Rangers couldn't get through a game without giving up at least one power play goal. And they have seemingly rectified that. And like I said, not a moment too soon because it's very difficult to make a deep playoff run if you're struggling on the penalty kill and you're giving up goals left and right. That's obviously not a good situation. So uh, really, really nice to uh, to see the Rangers you know, kind of lock it down on the penalty kill. And obviously, we hope that continues going forward. And... One more just kind of quirky stat from this game. Despite winning this game 6 to nothing, the Rangers were outshot 33-24. to So I suppose quality over quantity. And of course, once again, having Igor Shesterkin uh, making just fantastic save after fantastic save, that doesn't hurt either. So uh, just a really, really complete win for the New York Rangers. You could make the case that this was their most complete win of the entire season. I would not argue against you. You know, we talk about the uh, the term that gets thrown around, oh, you got to play a full 60 and this and that. And I'm always quick to point out that playing a full 60 does not mean total and utter domination for 60 minutes. It just means you're locked into the game for that long. Usually, no matter who you're playing, that there's some kind of a push or some kind of sustained, you know, offensive pressure from your opponent. Uh, this was truly 60 minutes of just utter domination by the New York Rangers. I know the Penguins got 33 shots on net, maybe a couple more than you'd like to give up. 
But Igor Shosturkin made the really nice saves when he had to. And, you know, certain shots that the Penguins took, they, there's no way they were going to get past Igor Shosturkin. So uh, to me, once again, you could really, really make the case that this is the most dominant, most complete win that the New York Rangers have had all season. And it's something that we've all kind of been looking for you know, ever since the Rangers acquired Patrick Kane and put together this this crazy stacked lineup that they have right now, uh, this this was just fantastic stuff by the New York Rangers, top to bottom. But, you know, I figure we can call it there. Once again, if you guys would like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Game 2 Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game 2 Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.